Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're in Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 9 through 20. And you might remember a couple days ago when Steve closed his devotion by challenging us to keep praying and asking God what great things we could do for Him and for the sake of His kingdom. We obviously want to carry that theme as we study this book because Nehemiah is a great example of somebody who God used significantly to do great things for His name and His kingdom. The people of Israel, of course, have been in exile for 70 years in Babylonia. They are coming back in waves. The temple has been rebuilt. The Word of God has been placed central. The Passover worship is taking place through Ezra's leadership. And now God is stirring Nehemiah's heart to come back and rebuild the wall so that the people of God and the city of God are protected and have an identity once again. Here we're going to pick it up in verse 9 of chapter 2 after Nehemiah gets back to Jerusalem and kind of surveys the lay of the land. It says, Then I came to the governors of the province beyond the river and gave them the king's letters. Now the king had sent with me officers of the army and horsemen, but when Sambalat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite servant heard this, it displeased them greatly that someone had come to seek the welfare of the people of Israel. So I went to Jerusalem and was there three days. Then I arose in the night, I and a few men with me, and I told no one what my God had put into my heart to do for Jerusalem. There was no animal with me but the one on which I rode. I went out by night by the valley gate to the dragon spring and to the dung gate, and I inspected the walls of Jerusalem that were broken down and its gates that had been destroyed by fire. Then I went on to the fountain gate, to the king's pool, but there was no room for the animal that was under me to pass. Then I went up in the night by the valley and inspected the wall, and I turned back and entered by the valley gate and so returned. The officials did not know where I had gone or what I was doing, and I had not yet told the Jews, the priests, the nobles, the officials, and the rest who were to do the work. Then I said to them, You see the trouble we are in, how Jerusalem lies in ruins with its gates burned? Come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem so that we may no longer suffer derision. And I told them of the hand of my God that had been upon me for good, and also of the words that the king had spoken to me. And they said, Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for the good work. But when Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite servant and Geshem the Arab heard of it, they jeered at us and despised us and said, What is this thing that you are doing? Are you rebelling against the king? And then I replied to them, The God of heaven will make us prosper, and we, his servants, will arise and build, but you have no portion or right or claim in Jerusalem. So what are some ways that you can identify that the thing, the thing that God is calling you to do that's great for his kingdom. Well, one of them we briefly alluded to yesterday. Nehemiah is a cupbearer to the king. He's in a very unique position next to King Artaxerxes. What, what unique position do you have with others? I mentioned in yesterday's devotion, my wife had a conversation with somebody who shared with her something that she hadn't shared with anybody else. And so my wife's in this unique position now to walk with this person, to encourage them in the Lord as they bear this burden that they shared with my wife. What unique positions are you in 
relative to the things that God may be calling you to do. Another thing, which is in this text right here, is what is the what are the things that you might just be motivated or stirred to work on without even being paid. It's not even your job, but it's something that you're just passionate about. I love this image of Nehemiah in the night. He's in Jerusalem. He's walking around on a horse inspecting the walls. And I just imagine, I'm sure you've had an experience like this too, where God stirs in your heart something that he's calling you to do that's great for his name or great for the sake of his kingdom. But which, by the way, doesn't mean it needs to be notorious or huge or have a book of the Bible named after it like Nehemiah. It could be small and nobody can know about it, but it's still great because it's what God has called you to do. But he is out studying the wall, and you can just imagine the inspiration that he's gaining. He sees these walls that are torn down, and, and God is using this time in the middle of the night that no one knows what he's doing to, to stir him, to give him an idea of how he needs to go about organizing people so that this wall can be rebuilt. So what are those times that uh, maybe it's the middle of the night, maybe it's some other time when you're just off kind of dreaming or thinking or or just fixated on something that needs to be fixed or something that needs to be done and what, what might God be using uh, through those experiences to help you see what he's calling you to do. I love where it says that he kept his cards close to his vest. He didn't tell anyone what was going on because he's still kind of sorting this out, like exactly what's the Lord calling him to? How are we going to go about this? And he's kind of getting his ducks in a row before he goes to the people and asks them to join him in this project that God has called him to rebuilding the wall. Also, we also need to point out that whenever it is that God calls his people to do great things, you can expect opposition. We had a daily dose about this a while back when we were talking about Ezra. There will be opposers. There will be people who rise up and and try to stop what we're doing. Ultimately, our biggest adversary is Satan. He wants to thwart the work of God. And so when we get to the point where we, we know what God's called us to, and we're committed to doing it, we're excited by it, we have a clear understanding of how we need to go about it, we can expect that there will be obstacles. We just need to have the fortitude and the understanding that that's going to happen, and we just need to drive through those obstacles. One thing that's very important to point out here, it's really excited to think and dream and pray and ask God about what he's calling us to do. But the number one thing, before we get into doing God's work, like we talked about yesterday, before we do the good works that he has prepared in advance to do, we need to make sure that it's coming from a heart of somebody who has surrendered to Jesus Christ. It's easy to get caught up in the work of ministry, or even for some people to get excited about doing work in the church or helping others. But if it's not coming out of a relationship with Jesus Christ, first and foremost, then those works are like filthy rags, Paul says. So, Lord, I pray that as we look at Nehemiah here, that you would use this devotion this time to stir us to know what is the next great thing that you're calling each of us to do for the sake of your name and the sake of your kingdom. And we just ask that you'd show us that, equip us, help us be passionate about it, and help us do what it is so that we can have the abundance and experience the joy that comes from being used by you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. 
The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.